0: 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butcus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. This one, however, launched to deep left field off the bat of Brito. And that is- He's gone. Elisa Brito with the Sooners' second home run of the night. Make it 3 0. Oklahoma.
1: Rush is back. Our number three. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio. 651 3439. Uh. Game two of the series tonight?
2: Yeah, 6 p.m., man. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on. I think the whole series is on the Longhorn Network. I'm going to guess you have Hope Troutwine in the circle for the Sooners tonight. So, I, I guess the bad thing for Texas is, well, we're not facing Jordy ball tonight. I think uh, Hope actually has a... Uh, has a uh, the number one ERA in the country right now so yeah. it's perceived to be a better matchup but numbers wise I don't know if that necessarily that's the case. The bad thing for Texas is OU only scored 3 runs last night. Right. So you would think that there's going to be way more of an offensive barrage in the game tonight.
1: Yeah, it's probably more likely going to be more about who's Texas pitching than who is Oklahoma pitching. Right, yeah. So totally. get the offense uh Ramped up, see how that goes um
2: yeah, that's how good oU is is uh Texas is a Texas is a really good softball team they're a they're a team that you know i they're in the mix to make it to Oklahoma City. I wouldn't say that they're one of the the favorites, but you know you you definitely you know look at that team and say yeah there, there's there's a chance they can get to Oklahoma City. they're gonna have to win a tough um tough series on the road um but they 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 could make it there. And the fact that they're probably viewing this weekend as if we just take one, we can lose the series. That's fine at home, mm-hmm. but if we can just take one game at home, it's a massive success. It kind of tells you everything. Yeah, against your biggest rival, let's just win one. We'll lose the series, but God, if we can just get one at home, man, that'd be a massive win for us.
1: Yeah, and they're a uh, what's? Do you know what their ranking is right now?
2: Uh, they eighteen, I think. Is that right? Yeah,
1: your top twenty-five team just trying to pull one off, which. Um, I don't know, for, you know, just to build on that a little bit, is they were probably thrilled with the 3 0 loss. Oh, yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> yeah, not getting run ruled by yeah. this team that uh, that should count in the RPI. Six consecutive shutout wins for uh, for OU softball, by the way. Wow, isn't that not that unreal?
1: So, six consecutive. So when does that mean the last time someone scored a run on him? You have the to go back away. UAB
2: The uh, UAB series in the fifth inning of the UAB game, I think, is, yeah. is what it was. Wow.
1: So just with some quick math, 33-54, uh, 57-0, uh, they've outscored their opponents since they gave up that one run. <laughs>
2: 36 consecutive innings without allowing a run. Wow, and as I tweeted out last night, if you were uh, wondering who has the best pitching staff in college softball yeah it's in it's a norman
1: it's Florida state with sandercock
2: <laughs> i um I've definitely thrown out my fair share of hot takes in recent years. I think we all can uh, we all know that and um, I get clown form, and that's that's fine i, I actually like that it I have to check myself a true freshman saying that. She or he can become one of the best of all time. And I'm trying to check myself on this hot take about Jordy Ball, but after what she did last night, it's hard for me to check myself and not say that she absolutely has the potential to be thought of as not only one of the best in OU history, one of the best in softball history. And I'm not talking about the fact, Teddy, that she you know, was in Austin last night and held Texas scoreless. I'm talking about the mental toughness she has. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that is – what separates her from you know the other list of of pitchers that are out there? Like she's developed a mental toughness at this early of an age to where there's runners on second and third last night in the bottom of the six, nobody out, the crowd's getting into it, and Patty Gasso's talked about it before. Like she turns into the best version of herself in that in that moment, and she did. She struck out the next three hitters. Like that's it's amazing to me as a true freshman. There's a lot of pitchers that have. The talent, and she certainly does. Not a, lot of, not a lot of athletes come around with the mental toughness that she has. That's what separates her, man.
1: Yeah. Um, which, by the way, some of these uh, pitching notes are unbelievable. The staff has thrown two perfect games and four no-hitters this year. Yeah. Um, Jordy Ball leads with 138 strikeouts. She's got, what is it, five games with double-digit strikeouts, including a 16K performance against Tennessee, and then, what, 15? Was it 15 last night against think it Texas?
0: Was
1: just unbelievable stuff. Now, here's the only thing that I'll, I will... And it's not really a pushback. It's just kind of for conversation's sake. Is like, where, Where can she improve? Because she's already... Uh, in excellent condition athletically she's she's just a top-notch athlete um like mentality is all there confidence focus uh being able to to find that grit to pull out of tough situations like if that is going to happen and she is going to like be one of the best ever like what Where's the spot that she's going to continue to improve to reach that height?
2: I mean, I think it's fair to assume that, especially. I mean, she's still young that she's going to add some some more velocity. She's got plenty of velocity now, but I think it's fair to assume that that she's going to get. I would say just probably be sharper, man. What's her
1: velocity?
2: Uh, I don't know what she's averaging. I, I don't know. I mean, but she's. She's going to throw. She's going to have as much velo as you know any of the other uh, pitchers out there in college softball. So she throws hard. Her off speed's great. I would just say that she's probably going to be a more consistent version of herself, even a more powerful version of herself by the time that she's she's out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, some of the individual rankings on this team are are great too. Uh, like Jocelyn Allo has the the best batting average in the. NCAA five twenty eight. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Hope Trotween has the the best ERA is .12, as you put it. Jocelyn Allo best slugging percentage, on base percentage number one for Jocelyn. Like she's is she gonna have the triple crown of hitting? Uh, yeah, probably. Average, um, home runs number one and. Uh, is it RBI
2: and throw a, throw walks in there too? You know that she's going to lead the country in that.
1: She's fifth in RBI right now, uh, with forty nine. So she'd have to uh, she'd have to increase that, and I'd say that she's going to have a good chance. But that'd be pretty impressive.
2: Uh, Texas softball has not beaten OU since twenty fourteen. That's on the text line. Text line also says Jordy hit seventy one miles per hour several times last night. Yeah, I mean she's she's up there in terms of her fastball.
1: That's great. Now, if I remember, is wasn't Kalani Ricketts about 74, 75 consistently?
2: Uh, I mean, right there. I mean, he yeah. probably topped out at that.
1: Which is crazy. Uh, at that distance, the difference between 71 and 75 has to be pretty dramatic. Oh, right? it
2: is. Yeah, you know, it definitely is. But especially when, you know, if you're just throwing straight fastballs, then it's, it's still hard to hit. Right. But if you're mixing it up with off-speed, oh, like, yeah. forget about it, man. Yeah. Like, at that point, I would just – I'm going to swing at everything as if it's going to be a fastball. And if she throws me a changeup, I'll look like an idiot, but I, I'm at least going to give my, myself a chance to hit one pitch.
1: And I'm assuming the fastball, since that ball is the size of a melon and spinning like crazy, probably has quite a bit of movement on it, well, too. Well, yeah, like a
2: rise ball. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's – the, the more up in the zone a pitch is, the the harder it is to hit, like the, the tougher it is to catch up to it, I should say. And if you got seventy one miles per hour rising up above your hands, dude, you ain't you ain't hitting that. There's no there's no way. And yeah. no one really has this year. Uh twenty two straight wins over Texas. She threw a fifty eight mile per hour change up last night. That's filthy.
1: It's crazy. It's not
2: just the change of speeds, it's like it's moving all over the place, man.
1: Right. Isn't
2: it interesting that the longest winning streak in NCAA football and softball is 47 games? It is. I thought those might belong to Oklahoma. That was great.
1: That was great. I I saw this one. Oklahoma has won 99 of its last 103 games. Wow. And uh, Mm -hmm. of those 103 games, 65 have been by run rule.
2: Is it uh, 2011? They haven't lost a conference series since 2011. Over
1: a decade. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, the, there's a lot of law of averages when it comes to baseball and softball. Like, some really great softball and baseball teams just lose sometimes because that's how the game works. You can definitely have an unlucky day and the fact that they haven't had a unlucky series in over a decade is crazy. I understand that the Big 12 hasn't been the greatest league over the past decade, but Oklahoma State's been a pretty good program here recently. Texas has had some good teams, Baylor's had some good teams, but at some point the law of averages catches up with you. You know, you just have an off day or an off series, but not this team. Crazy. And that's and that's getting everyone's best shot game in and game out, by the way. Right.
1: Yep. Uh, it's crazy. And, you know, I don't know if they feel it or even talk about it. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. But I got to feel like there's whenever you're that good and that dominant right now, I there's probably a battle between. Having some pressure that, oh, my God, if you don't win it, what a disappointment and. The other end of, like, getting complacent because you are so good and feel like it's going to just happen so easily. So, I don't know. Good stuff.
2: All that to say, um, Jordy, you will have a chance to be known as one of the best players in, in program history. I, I don't <laughs> doubt that. Who is um, – got to be Lauren Chamberlain right now, right? Or is it Jocelyn Allo? I don't know. The Mount Rushmore of OU softball. Uh, Allo – Chamberlain. Well,
1: how many championships does Lauren Chamberlain have?
2: Uh, does she have two? Twenty thirteen. She won one. Uh, she may only have one. Does she have one or two. That's
1: what I was saying. I think maybe it's one, but yeah. I'm not sure. She has
2: one, but still, she's she's on there.
1: Didn't she hit the? Was it the? was she hit the game winner, winner to win it uh, all against Tennessee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty did. big.
2: All Chamberlain, Ricketts, and hmm, who else would be there? Go Jennifer Stewart? Uh, That's what I was thinking. Like that would
1: be the only one that that I would uh, I would know to go back to would be
2: well. Patty clearly is. Patty's got to be on there with the other three. Like if you're just doing a players one, then well, I thought yeah, I thought we're
1: just doing players. If we're just doing players, I think Stewart, Ricketts, um, Chamberlain, and. Jocelyn Allo's got to be on there, especially if— I, That's if, what I said. Allo, yeah.
2: Chamberlain, and Ricketts, and then you throw Jennifer Stewart on But there if too. she
1: goes out of there winning two and all-time home run leader, is that cement it?
2: That she's the greatest ever? Yeah. I think so. Now, she did get an extra year due to the COVID year, but still, I, I think that she'll be—
1: But they didn't play, right? At I mean, all. they
2: played like—well, they they played a small portion okay. of the season that year. Yeah. Right. He didn't play the majority of the year. I'm right. I'm good with that four. Okay. That's all time. Okay. All right. Uh uh Shay Knighton getting some votes. Paige Parker. Yeah, Shay
1: Knighton votes. was awesome. Awesome. It's it's really difficult. Softball's man, I don't know. Pitcher is so influential. I guess it's probably the same as quarterback. Um,
2: uh, and, I feel like Wow. Okay. Here's a discussion: Is college softball pitcher the most influential position in all of collegiate sports?
1: It has to be.
2: I think it. I think it is more than the quarterback. I mean, Georgia just won a national championship this year, and the quarterback play was just, eh, you know.
1: Well, yeah, i I don't know. I don't know how often. Well, just think about it this way. Which I, it's crazy to think about, but OU has had the the best player in college football seven times and never won a championship in one of those years. Mm-hmm. So, like, now, just because you have the best pitcher in college softball doesn't mean that you are going to win it, but, man, that is a big-time indicator.
2: If you have the best pitcher in the circle, you're, you're going to— Almost guaranteed. Like, look at um, look at James Madison last year. James Madison had some nice players. I don't want to say that the, that team was, you know, not very good. Right. But why, why did they make it to Oklahoma City and make the deep run? Because they had the no best doubt. pitcher in the thing last year in Odyssey Alexander.
1: No doubt about it.
2: I think it is, man. I think it's the single most important position in all of collegiate sports.
1: Yep. Yep. It is. And, you know, it's different than, obviously, baseball because – you can go through a you can go through a college world series and some teams like i don't know let's say you play 9 games you're, you're
2: maybe 3 maybe 3 you see your best arm
1: well yeah in baseball yeah. but in in softball oh, it's it. most likely at least 8 of the 9 maybe all well, of them well how it.
2: about yeah last year uh g Juarez through game 2 against florida state right and it's mm-hmm. like the hottest time of the year in oklahoma She comes back the next day for a day game and pitched again and and pitched all seven innings.
1: In less than 24 hours rest. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, like, out of the ordinary. That's that's pretty standard stuff, too. So, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be softball pitcher. Uh, All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number three rolls on. Stay with us.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
1: Nice umbrella, Brad. Are you expecting some rain?
2: Well, it could rain any time here at Seth Wadley Buick GMC in Pauls Valley. (laughs) Why's that, Brad? It looks kind of sunny. It's because I'm going to make it rain with money I'm giving for people's trades. Ah, I get it. Making it rain with money. Oklahoma, we will give you over market value for your trade, even if you don't buy a car or truck from us. Well, what about new and used cars and trucks? We carry millions in inventory, new and used. We are your new and used truck king because we keep our lot packed, Selection. It doesn't matter the brand or trim, gas or diesel, we have it. That's right, Brad. Plus, go to Seth Wadley GMC to build your... And have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Ward & Glass at
0: 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com.
2: Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of The Rush on a Friday. I guess technically it's hour number three of The Rush on a Friday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration facility maintenance and emergency repairs. Caven's facility maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff by fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Caven's a call today 405-573-3048, Tulsa 918-282-7612. You can also check them out Caven'sconstruction.com. Caven's also a proud sponsor of the Diamond NV podcast. New podcast just dropped a few hours ago. Jana Johns is the featured guest on uh, today's podcast. Oh, which really? Was a lot of yeah, yeah. Jana okay. was uh, Jana was pretty cool. Um, who's coming back? Who's not? We talked about it earlier. Put a poll out on Twitter. So here's the 11 teams that we have. We asked, all right, out of this list, who's one college football program you're most confident will be back? Mm-hmm. Who's one that you don't think will ever be back? Florida, Tennessee, Washington, USC, Florida State, Penn State, Virginia Tech, Miami, Auburn, Texas, and Nebraska. I tallied up the votes during the break. Florida got the most votes for quickest to be back. I that's yeah. that, that was my submission. Um, Nebraska got the most votes for no. Hmm. Nebraska. Nebraska. Overwhelming. Florida overwhelmingly got the most votes for yes. Nebraska overwhelmingly got the most votes for no.
1: You know, and it's interesting, it's not that I I disagree with that. I would say I would say almost USC would be my vote for most likely to bounce back um, just because of the the conference that they're in. Florida's – it's going to be – right, you can't – it's going to be hard to creep your way back for Florida. You're, you're going to have to be really, really George good. George is
2: as good as the program has ever been at this point. You right. make that argument. Um, so you agree with Shane Lewis who says, well, as much as people, myself included, think TBOW sniffs his fart bubbles in the bath, USC will probably be a contender in a few years and Florida will be back <laughs> eventually
1: perfectly perfectly stated <laughs> i love that that's,
2: yeah that's what we're all thinking
1: <laughs> i love that oh that's amazing um yeah i florida is they've got geography there there's no doubt they've got history there's no doubt i don't know what florida's like facilities and money situation is but i'm sure it's it's strong Um, they've got a good coach now. Is he proven?
2: Uh, I mean, not at this level, clearly. I mean, he won a lot of games at Louisiana. I mean, I, I mean, he, no, he's not proven at this level.
1: I'm trying to see what his, where was he before he was at?
2: I don't remember where he was at before, uh, Louisiana.
1: Because, you know, he was at Arizona State. Alabama wide receivers coach from 13 to 16. So he's got he's got some championship pedigree there. Analyst at Alabama in 11. Um was that Clemson as offensive coordinator, quarterback coach 2009-2010. Um started as a GA at Clemson in 2003-2004. So yeah, he's he's been to some good spots. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I I, I like that. Uh, that That's a championship resume. He's seen it done at the best at, at some really good places under some really good coaches. I consider that to be championship pedigree.
2: I think that matters. Yeah. Okay, so Florida, I, I agree with everyone. Um, most confident they'll get back. Now, who am I rooting for out of this group? Not Florida. I, I don't want OU rolling into the SEC where Bama's still the dominant team. Georgia's got it going. And now Florida got its act together a little bit.
1: is who you're cheering for.
2: I think Nebraska is because that is a non-impact on OU, man. If it's Florida, that's a direct impact with OU. Because OU's trying to get into the state of Florida to recruit, man. Right. And that's going to be a little bit more difficult if the Gators got it going on or in Gainesville.
1: Gators or FSU or Miami. Sure.
2: So those three right there. Yeah, I, I think that if you're an OU fan – um, I don't know how to you know equate it, recruits per year, but it's in OU's best interest if Florida, Florida State, and Miami continue to be down. Yeah, It's in OU's best interest. It's not Tennessee, again, another SEC team. It's not Auburn, again, another SEC team. It's definitely not Texas, um, but if it's Virginia Tech or Nebraska or Penn State or Washington, I guess those are the ones that would have little to no impact at all on OU. What's the
1: earliest you see one of those teams winning a national championship?
2: Like anyone on this list? Anyone on, this group?
1: on the list. Um five years? Four years? I
2: think uh I, I think I think Florida could in three.
1: Three? Yeah. Yeah. It almost has to be it oh, man, you don't necessarily have to win a championship within three, but you've got to spike really, really fast. It has to come on really quick. If it comes on slow, it, it becomes uh, you lose steam. You know what I'm saying? Like you lose the kind of cool factor. Like George has got some cool factor going on right now. And was it his third or was it his fourth year that Kirby won it?
2: So his second year was the semi or the championship year or championship game year, 2017. Mm-hmm. So 2018, 2019, he 2019 2020. Guy, he's 21? been there a long time yeah, now, he has. hasn't he? Wow. Yeah. Was it year six then? He finally broke through and won one?
1: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, back to that point, though, he made the national championship in year two. Right? And, gosh, I had the thing won, right, until late. So, you could say that he spiked it really, really quickly.
2: Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer did the same thing at Florida. I mean the, the team that we're talking about. His first year at Florida was 05. 06, they win the national championship. Uh same Nick, th-
1: he did the same thing at Ohio State.
2: Ohio State, they were ineligible, right? His his first undefeated. year what undefeated year was that? season. Thir- 12, or 13? twelve or thirteen. Twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And then fourteen they uh they, they, won. they won the Natty. Uh Nick Saban, of course, at Alabama, year two, they were I think they were undefeated in the SEC championship game year three, he wins it. Bob Stoops in year two, so <sighs> it happens a
1: lot. It happens a lot. So Lincoln Riley National Championship 2023.
2: God, yeah, yeah, that old, that O line and that defense, man, they are they are championship ready.
1: I would say though, of that group that you've got listed, I think that a lot of teams have some really good head coaches there. Um, my, I think Miami has a good coach. I think Florida has a good coach. I think Tennessee does. I think. Even though it's been rough, I think Nebraska has a good coach. Penn State, eh. uh Oregon and oh, they got an assassin out USC, there. I think both have good coaches. So, I mean, most of the teams on that list are are at least moving in the right direction, I would say.
2: I guess should we have put Oregon on this list? No. You don't think they they've had uh, enough recent? I mean, they were in a Fiesta Bowl, I guess, two years ago. Fiesta
1: Bowl. They've made a playoff. Um, not recently. No, not recently. But I, I I guess it still feels like the playoff is somewhat new. And if you've made it to a playoff, that you shouldn't be on the list. But gosh, that was what three coaches ago for them. Or f- three? Yeah, three coaches ago. Helfrich right? or four.
2: Uh, you had Helfrich. Or well, wait, Helfrich Chip what? Kelly made it. Uh, Chip Kelly was the coach when they made the national championship game, or was Helfrich? Am I wrong on that? I thought he left and Helfrich was the one. Okay. I I, with, I, I think that's right. I yeah, maybe that's, that's right. right with Mariota. Yeah, I think Helfrich year. was the coach. Then they had, what, Willie Taggart after that. Then you had Cristobal, and now Dan Lanning.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, maybe they should have been on the list. But they haven't been – like most of the teams on there have have gone through some really bad times. Like right? they haven't gone through like horrific times since, you know, since that era. So
2: text line says, "I hope it's USC so we can destroy them in their semifinal
1: loss." Woo! That would be. You want to talk about an intense game. Have those two fan bases in the same building at the same time with those type of stakes.
2: Well, I I mean, OU fans would be intense. The USC bros would just be kind of hanging out, uh, massively outnumbered. That's the sweetest path to the next national championship, right? Through USC? Is USC in the semis and then Bama in the championship? Or is it Bama in the semis and USC in the title game? Like what? What's the sweet? Like if, if you can create the playoff scenario where OU goes two and zero, what does that look like? Uh, I think it's USC in the semis, just because he's notorious for getting yeah. destroyed, and like now you hand him his next butt kicking in that game, right? And then um, you beat you beat Bama in you, the in the championship game. To
1: be the best, you got to beat the best, and to take out. Like, you don't want. You don't want to play someone that fluked their way into the national championship game, right? Sure, yeah, because that that thing will ultimately be diminished. Like for um, for Georgia, which did Georgia play Cincinnati?
2: Uh, yeah, n- it, the year before the Peach Bowl, Georgia played Michigan this year in the in the semifinal. Oh, so Alabama played. Yeah, Cin- yeah, yeah, yeah okay,
1: yeah. so perfect. Uh, if Cincinnati had beat Alabama and then Georgia beat Cincinnati in the national championship, I it still would have been a national championship. There's no doubt. But... It's, not the, it's as, not the same as beating Alabama. No, they they teams.
2: had the they had the best result, man. Beating right. Alabama in the championship game, getting that monkey off their back, like all that. Like there's nothing there's nothing you can say about Georgia's time. Right,
1: perfect. That's Other than uh,
2: Bama had a uh, hurt wide receivers in that game. Um, we're talking about you know proven coaches or not. Sean asked if uh, is Riley proven. Well,
1: it depends how you quantify it. He made it to three semifinals. But you know, the other point is he does not have championship pedigree, right? I mean, that's 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 part of the equation in my opinion. You don't have to have it, but I think it's a big indicator on how you run your program. Like whenever you're there either as a player or a a coach and you see what it takes to go win a championship, you emulate that. He's never been around that. Texas Tech, East Carolina before he came to Oklahoma. So, yeah, I it's it's an interesting question. I, it depends on how you how you give the metric. Like, I wouldn't say he's proven that he can turn a program around like he's tasked with at USC. Right.
2: Yeah. Text line says, you want USC in the championship because that would be stealing his soul after him finally thinking he broke through.
1: Perhaps, but he would also got his first semifinal
2: win against somebody. Yeah. Then he'd say, uh, we're close one of these natties. Oh, we're close.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that is an interesting question. Would you say Lincoln Riley's a proven head coach?
2: I think if you make it to 3 semifinal games, I mean, you're you're proven. Yeah. I, that doesn't mean that you're an elite head coach, right? Like what is proven? I mean, what does proven mean? Oh, that's what I'm saying.
1: I don't it depends I don't think proven means that. I don't
2: think proven means elite.
1: He's not proven that he can win a championship. I I mean that's 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 clear. Um, I think he's he's proven as an offensive coordinator. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, head coach Maybe a different story. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number three
0: rolls on. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048. Uh, roof
1: replacements, roof repairs, they can handle anything that you've got. Give the guys at Roof Tech a call. I saw this. Did you see that the University of Central Florida... Uh, during the spring game the players are going to be wearing jerseys yeah. that have QR codes on the back of them. What do you make of that?
2: Um how is that exactly like like fans are just going to be able to scan the QR codes and like like what what do they get? I I didn't read I saw this I didn't read enough into it. Like what kind of access do they get?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um the story I read didn't really say what all was was going to Happened from it. It just showed a couple of pictures of the jerseys with the QR codes on the back. And they're pretty cool cur- uh, jerseys for the spring game. But um, I I don't know. Maybe there's – oh, here it is. Um, links to the players' social media pages as well as uh, websites to purchase player-branded merchandise. <laughs> nice. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, but I don't know. Weird. Okay. Kelvin Joseph. Dallas Cowboy uh, has been questioned over a Dallas murder that happened back in March. According to his attorney, he was only a passenger in the vehicle where shots came from that led to someone being killed. Um, Now, no one said anything after the incident. Police have been searching for the folks involved, and they asked for help identifying some of the the guys that were in the SUV and I guess off of surveillance cameras from an earlier uh, altercation between the two. And Kelvin Joseph was wearing a necklace that says YKDV on it. And, well, I guess they put the picture out there of that necklace. And, of course, people knew who it was because Kelvin Joseph goes by his rap name Y-K-D-V, boss man fat. Mm. <laughs>
2: well, I, this is just another offseason for the Dallas Cowboys, is it not? Uh, I expect the Cowboys to give him a three-year extension at uh, some point this weekend after this.
1: Unbelievable. I thought this was wild. Because we, heard, we hear all this talk about how much money Sam Bradford made in the NFL, right? And uh, how little he did. So right now Al Dang is finally off of the Lakers books. He made they've been paying him for a while and he hasn't played there. He made seventy two million dollars for them. And played in 59 games.
0: That's awesome. Is the equivalent
1: in the NFL of playing 12 games.
2: You know what? I actually love stories like this when you can cheat some of these (laughs) owners out of some money, you know? Isn't it just the greatest thing ever?
1: Lou Alde was a good player Uh, and he hit the big contract and was like, I'm done. I am done and cashed it in. That's so good. Uh, Last thing I've got is Elon Musk, as we all know. made an offer, first of all, bought up 9% of Twitter stock uh, on the open market and then recently made an offer to buy uh, the whole thing for, what was it, between $41, 43000000000 something like that. The board at Twitter put in a poison pill, uh, essentially shutting down Elon Musk's offer to buy Twitter. So sure uh, the
2: shareholders are happy about that
1: shareholders i'm not sure i know there's a lot of people out there on the um in the media that are happy about that but elon musk has said in a ted talk i believe yesterday that there is a plan b so stay tuned tyler
2: um he'll he'll acquire it at some point i would imagine i think twitter's ever turned a profit right I don't know. I don't. I thought I. I thought I read today that it hasn't. And Instagram is and Facebook maybe kind of lapping them right now. But one of the funniest weird.
1: things about the whole situation is, like, a lot of the people are so angry about Elon Musk possibly owning it. I guess because he's had some conservative conservative type tendencies recently, um, so they didn't want him with control of Twitter, but. <laughs> Uh, a Saudi prince that is backed by the uh, what the royal family over there is the second largest stakeholder, and he's going to try and buy it. And uh, Elon Musk is like, yeah, so what's Saudi Arabia's take on free speech over there in journalism? Pretty funny uh, troll by Elon Musk.
2: Yeah, it is. All right, so Blaine just sent me this. It's a, an article from the OU Daily. And the headline is, OU football, ahead of SEC transition, Sooners Athletics Department seeks bid for new LED lighting at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. So basically, the university said that it wants all of its current lights to be replaced with LED fixtures. Uh, that would you know do active lighting and light shows, which provide great fan experiences. So if you've ever watched it, Alabama does it. I think Georgia does it as well. After they score a touchdown, like there's like a light show that goes on with the lights. So I'm guessing that they're wanting to do something similar towards that.:
1: We lost one of the, the big light towers last year in a game.
2: What game was that? Uh, was that the West Virginia game? I don't know. I'll try to block out that season out of my memory, to be honest. I don't
1: even remember playing West Virginia last year. Don't even remember the game at all. The
2: university seeks to have the lighting upgrade completed by August 3rd, a month before OU opens against UTEP. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm down for that. Let's go. Oh, gosh, though. If they had the light show after touchdowns, <laughs> there's such a huge reaction to every single thing that happens. Do you think it'll be overwhelmingly... Positive or overwhelmingly negative? God. Wilkinson would roll over in his grave right now if we started celebrating with lights after touchdowns.
1: Well, I'll tell you what's funny is I'm sitting here scanning the schedule trying to figure out if we're ever going to have a night game.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Five five years from now they're actually gonna get to use it. We're
1: gonna pay all this money and the first time we're gonna get to use it is maybe the maybe the Baylor game in November.
2: Seriously. Don't
1: yeah. rush it, guys. Seriously. Don't rush it.
2: Uh Broncos offensive tackle, Garrett Bowles, or as my uh Bronco buddies call him, Hold'em Bowles. <laughs> he said this about Russell Wilson on a I guess it was a recent podcast, quote you talk about some of the greatest athletes, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, the type of mentalities those athletes have, that's what he has. He's so focused all the time, ready to rock and roll, and it's what we needed here, end quote. Now, he's kind of getting hammered for this. I do not He's not directly comparing his talents. I think he's more comparing his mentality to some of those other guys. Is it a bad opinion by Holden Bowles to compare Russell Wilson to Kobe, LeBron, and Michael Jordan?
1: No. I don't think so. I, I mean, hes it's a different sport. He's not comparing – he's not saying he is on that list. He's comparing his mindset and his focus and where his energy is. I think that's – th- that is a big reach to take that to suggest that, you know, he, he is in the football world what some of those guys are in the basketball world and you know you say what you want Russell Wilson has been a hell of a pro and even in years whenever they have not been good For the most part, he's remained outstanding, so I got no problem with it.
2: So, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, he tossed three touchdowns. Florida had their spring game on a Thursday night Mm -hmm. um, last night, and he threw three touchdown passes. Billy Napier has labeled him the face of the organization, so they feel like this kid is a player. However, last week he was cited for speeding in excess of 105 miles per hour around 4 a.m. Uh, So, he is going to have to have a mandatory court date for that. And when he was pulled over, Teddy, uh, he was stopped in his 2021 Dodge at the time, which is a car he received in his NIL deal with Gainesville Dodge. So, a lot to unpack there.
1: I totally agree with Napier that he's the face of the franchise. How do I know this? Um because he didn't get a DUI for driving at 105 miles an hour at 4, a.m. at 4 a.m., right? I mean, come on. Man. Wow. That is uh that's crazy. Maybe he was worried and late about being late to workouts? Uh maybe that's the only thing that we can 5 a.m. workouts, I'd I guess. Sure,
2: I'd sure try to use that excuse. That's a
1: sugar coat way to look at it.
2: So, uh, remember when Tom Brady retired for like 12 days or yeah. something like that? Well, the final touchdown pass, uh, the the game ball, sold for $518,000. Some yeah. poor guy bought it, and then two days later it felt like Tom's like, eh, I'm unretired now. So, the $518,000 sale of the game ball has been voided by mutual agreement between buyer uh, and the auction house. Everyone involved, hmm. it's uh, been uh, labeled void now. Well, What a break.
1: Yeah, that's a good break for that guy, but uh, I don't know. I was going to say, that's what you get for spending $500,000 on, uh, like, a a football a piece of memorabilia but that's big business and some of those guys make a lot of money off of that stuff so maybe uh I, I guess the technicality is like it's not the last touchdown pass well I guess it is now but you assume that he's going to throw more touchdown passes
2: last one uh Clipper star I know we don't talk NBA but Paul George has entered a uh, health and safety protocols and will miss tonight's play-in game against New Orleans He's uh, tested positive for COVID, and he's out. Oh. Thought we are past this, but guess not.
1: Tested positive for COVID-19. Dang it. All right. Well, quick timeout. More from the rush
0: coming up. We'll wrap up hour number three next. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck
2: Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro. Don't waste all your money on agents. Sell your home using FSBOhomes.com. Kavis Construction bringing you hour number three of The Rush today. Let's get to the text line before we hit the top of the hour. Uh, Kendall, who says the spring game ticket prices are way too expensive, also says blinking (laughs) lights are going to cause someone to have migraines. Uh... I don't know. You think that's going to be the problem? There will be some complaints about that or seizures or something.
1: Yeah, I know. I know there is seizure warnings on I, I don't think it's going to be that intense of a light show. I guess I could be wrong, but...
2: Well, they quit the fireworks during the middle of the day, but we can't see them to save money now, now that we have new lights. Hmm. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Hopefully, I, the lights upgrade will include the sound. Got to be better than Iowa State. You're always talking about how awesome Iowa State's sound system is.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. Ours sounds terrible. I don't know what it is about it, but it does not sound good for some reason. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned.
0: Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered. 24 hours a day, seven.